are Gathering of the Geeks, podcast and YouTube show about throwing the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out the one with a bit of Superman talk. I am one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach, Beard. Chris, how's it going tonight? Uh, pretty good. How about you? Doing well. Doing well. I, I always forget uh, to do the, the tweet that we're live while the mm-hmm. intro is on. <laughs> and I just, as soon as we get on, oh, yeah, we're live. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I forgot to create the show uh, about twenty till about twenty five minutes ago. So, oh, if it were up to me, these would be created a minute before we started. <laughs> and I, I decided I decided on a little bit of a topic right off the bat as I was typing out the title of the show, and uh, just 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 as as per usual, folks, we're we're making this up as we go along. We do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. Hey, look, there's the man from the future in the comments on already. Aaron, how's it going? Phil, how's it going? Cookie, what's up today? Grabs and Eric as well. How's it going on this fine Sunday evening? Chris, what'd you get up to this week, man? How was your week, first of all? It was a week. It was okay. <laughs> uh, no, no real complaints. Um, you know what's funny is, so leading up to, to today, I was like, man, I did a lot of reading and a lot of watching. I was like, I got a lot of stuff. And then I thought about it, I was like, no, wait a minute. I didn't really yeah. read anything or watch anything. What have I been doing all this week? Yeah, yeah exactly. What did I do? <laughs> I don't even know what I did this week. Um, but it, it was a good week. Uh, as far as what I got into, though, I uh, I checked out that plush book that you and I talked about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The cover kind of sold me. I was like, hey, that looks interesting. Um, I checked that out. And just kind of some back issues and stuff. Um, nothing really important or noteworthy, but uh, I think plush is a conversation. <laughs> you read that as well. Yeah, I read it today. Um, okay. Why Why was it or, uh, a book that you wanted to read? I, I know some of our friends had talked about it, but w- was the cover alone something you had noticed yeah. before? Okay. No, just the cover. I was like, hey, that looks neat. Yeah. I, I kind of thought it was going to be like... Um, like I think it's called Willy's Wonderland, the Nicolas Cage movie where the animatronics come to life. Nothing. Whatever you uh, say. Okay. Well, I thought it was going to be that. And then somebody said it was about furries. I was like, oh, okay. So they're not animatronics. They're furries. Okay. Well, uh-huh. I'm still yes. with it. Mm-hmm. And then I read it and it, it is, uh, it's something, you know. So it's from the creators of Vinyl, which mm-hmm. we liked from a couple years ago, earlier this year. I don't really know. I didn't even know it was part of that series. I yeah. just thought it's, you know, it's called Plush. Cool. Yeah, um, it, it it's a tough it, it's tough really describing right. this first issue. Uh, you know what what's this book about, Chris? Is it about a guy going through marital problems? Is it about people who eat people? Is it about some psychedelic dream states? Chris, what's this book about? You know, I wish I, I knew. as as I'm reading it, I'm like, what is this book? You know, what what is this book trying to tell me? And you know, it, you know, in jumping off, it, it it starts very strange, like the the two people talking in the room, and and they're talking about like people cheating, and or somebody's an asshole, or or something like that. I can't everybody's recall an asshole. what it was. Yeah, everybody's an asshole. And then obviously it gets into the weird when they go to this furry party. I I don't know what it is. Um, and there's just like a hobo getting eaten in the alleyway. I'm not really sure. Um, again, Chris, talk me through a little bit about your experience reading this reading this first issue. First off, I'm here for the hobo getting eaten in the alley. That's what I signed up sure. for. That was like, I didn't know that was going to happen. I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, something neat is happening. A hobo is getting <laughs> eaten by furries. I'm in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
<coughs> before that, I don't get it. Uh, it seems to be <laughs> one friend talking to the other. Hey, my life is crap. What do I do? The other one's solution is, hey, be a furry with me tonight. Come to this party. Sure. Which is fine. I mean, hey, that's cool, yeah. I guess. But um, it takes a weird turn because I guess the friend drugs friend B drugs friend A. Yeah, he roofied me. He roofied me. He says, <laughs> which is bizarre. Like who who does that to their friends unless it's like the Hangover and you're Alan. Spoiler alert: sure. If you have not seen the Hangover. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the Hangover. <laughs> Sorry, um, but you know if uh, that was one thing, like okay, that's weird. And mm-hmm. then you get to the, the hobo eating. That was weird. But I was like, okay, is this going to be like a, a murder mystery sort of thing? What's going on? Mm-hmm. 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 And then I can't remember what happens toward the end of the book, except the creature thing comes to the door. Okay, yeah, so the, he gets taken to jail. Hmm. He gets picked up. And I, I, I think this this guy, who, who, who the, the police officer, is somehow related to the, the marital problems that they're having. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's it's his girlfriend's father. That's right. Right. And then all of a sudden it turns in that they're not, they got him like strapped to a chair, but then it turns in they're going to rape him somehow is also into it. No, that was a different character. I thought that was the cops that were doing that. They were the going cops were doing, but they room. were doing that to a different character. Okay. Okay. So I they think. were still rape happening. Yeah. There was another guy strapped to a chair. Were they going to do that? Yeah, he had had tape over his mouth. You know, talking about it is not making this book any better. And then it's actually, (laughs) this is talking me out of reading the second issue because it's not happening for me. Well, I was into the second. I was saying, okay, I'll give it another shot. But now thinking about it, I don't think I will. I think we're done with it. It's Aaron, you got her, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's in just welcome. Yeah. We're trying to talk about what the first issue is, and this is the this is the the areas that we've gone on. Um, cops tied up the good cops so they could kill the guy in the cell, but not just kill though, right? Cookie, other terrible, horrible, and very bad things. Um, and and that's the thing; it's like there's there's no straight line, which is fine. A, a book's allowed to be weird, confusing. Um, <laughs> um, it just this one took a lot of weird turns, and I don't know what the point of it of. Um, I, and and the, and the weird the weirdness to it wasn't a good kind of weirdness, like like I like weird like and it even like it I'm thinking fun. of twi- I'm thinking of Twig, it, it, obviously it's on the far opposite <laughs> side, side of the spectrum. Um, Phil is like, there's we- Yeah, there, there's weird and there's fun and there's good and then there's weird and there's scary. Um, this was not any of the good kind of weird for me. Uh, I don't even know if it was bad. It was just, I have no idea why this book is like, I get it. It's an indie comic. You can make whatever book you want to make and image and all these, um, you know, they just release, you know, a thousand books a week, but you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what this book is for. Hypothetically, (laughs) if I were to release an indie book and I wanted Mm -hmm. to be a furry murder mystery book, Mm -hmm. I don't think this would be my approach, but that's just me. No. No, um, I do there, like the there art. There are ways of there there are ways of doing it. And right, if that is your passion project, have at it. I'm all I support you, but this is this for me. This was this is not the way. Hashtag this is not good. <laughs> this is not the way. <laughs> if a twig ate hobos, I might. Su- oh, <laughs> come on now, Greg. You know what? Hold yeah. on. 
Come on now, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, should, we should do, I like uh, Cookie's hashtag here. This is not good. We should make that a thing. You know, this is not good. You know, this is the hashtag. This is not good. <laughs> this is not uh, anyway, good. plush is like everywhere, though. Like, it seems like it this is. is like, usually that's what happens. Like, every, every you know, couple weeks or every month, there's a an image book or Dark Horse or Valiant or Vault um, Aftershock book that comes out that kind of takes the the indie comic uh, world by storm and this this feels like this is that thing for a week anyways i don't know how long it's going to last we'll see what happens with issue two uh, but i will not be jumping on the train of 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 reading plush issue two that's for sure can you talk me out of it yeah <laughs> i didn't save i tried to do the hashtag never mind i'll do it later <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that that's plush number one in a nutshell um it's weird yeah. <laughs> the art's cool Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'll say about it. I... Yeah, like the, like the yeah, like the gore of the uh, of that hobo getting eaten, like gruesome stuff. That was cool. Real good, real gruesome, like gruesome stuff. And more then, of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more of the hobos getting eaten. Mm -hmm. That's what I want oh, to sign up for. Flush, plush. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> talk me out of it too. Yeah. Sometimes you you think, oh, I'll give it another shot. Then you hear yourself talk about like, wait a minute. Yep. No, I don't need to read any more of this, even if the yeah, art is pretty. It's like these these are the kind of books that give indie comics a bad name. It's just like, you know, if, if somebody wants to pick up a is a, a pretty diehard cape and cape and cowl reader, it's like, oh, I'll pick up an indie comic and see what's going see what else is out there. They pick this up. Wow, that'd turn them off pretty hard. I actually disagree with that. Okay. <laughs> I think that this is <clears throat> This is a, a book for someone who, who does want something different. What this is, we sure. don't know, but we know it's different. I just don't know if it's the one. I don't know if this is the one <laughs> to read. For a neon horror book, there was very little horror. I'm just saying, this is correct. Because <laughs> the one thing of the horror you do get is cool, but that's it. Yeah, I agree. So I think that was the only book I read mm -hmm. is... Well, anything notable as far as watching, I finally got a chance to watch some of the Newsreader, which is the series with Sam Reed, who plays Lestat in Interview with the Vampire. It's the one where he plays a pirate. No, I don't know what that one is. No. Um, yeah. I well, I don't know what that pirate Sam Reed is. Yeah, I'm kind of curious too, but I think I'll get to it. <laughs> sure. um, it seems like every time I like anything Interview with the Vampire, Sam Reed related, my Twitter feed becomes that from other people. Nothing wrong with that. Right, so I've seen him in all kinds of roles at this point, just based on photos people post. But um, the newsreader was pretty interesting. It's about a um, a young news reporter who he's a producer, and he wants to be in front of the camera to do the news, you know, mm -hmm. the news broadcast, and he's just not very good at it. So it's uh, it's an interesting watch. It's kind of funny. Oh, I was going to say it's serious. comedy, or it, it's like a dramedy. I think is the term. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's uh, it's pretty interesting so far. Uh, good character work. I mean, Sam Reed is just. I, I think I, I just like him so much from the other show that now we are we are one. How long so, ago uh, was did this come out? Twenty twenty one. So he, I guess he filmed this and went directly into Interview with the Vampire. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Quite the, uh, the the switching character, obviously. Wildly different. <laughs> yeah. Wildly different. Dale is very um, friendly, you know, very nice. Not likely to slit your throat or uh, and laugh about it. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and torment you while it happens. Right. Um, but it, it, I enjoyed it. Um, it's actually free on the Roku channel. So if you have um, any kind of fire stick or smart TV, whatever, if you download the Roku channel app, it's there. 
Uh, the only problem is it has a ton of commercials, and they come at the worst possible times because you could tell the show is not made for commercials. Mm -hmm. So, like, they'll cut it mid-sentence and go into a commercial. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I'm just reading Aaron's comment. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, Frank says, Cookie is spot on. I can't stand books. They're supposed to be horror, but they end up being so some soft shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> the one with some Superman talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sweet Superman. <laughs> oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how we roll here, Aaron. Just uh, whatever comes to mind. That's that's how we do. We're it gets the people going. That's right. So, um, so I watched Newsreader, which I'd recommend. It was it's mm. interesting. Um, good cast. A lot of people we will we have never seen, and we probably won't again. Other okay. than Sam. Other than Sam, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's an Australian production. I'm not sure. Oh yeah. It takes place in Australia. Which he is. And it's so weird to hear him not <clears throat> be French. I was say, what accent is he using here? <laughs> His natural accent. Okay. Which is remarkably, like, I, I guess I'm so used to hearing him speak a certain way that when I hear him speak normally, I still kind of yeah. hear him as Lestat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Australian Outback Lestat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm getting out of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, I watched that. That was cool. And today I got to watch Bullet Train. This is what I want to talk about. Have you mm. seen Bullet Train? I have not. Okay. Bullet Train was that Brad Pitt movie that came out mm -hmm. a couple months ago. Yeah. Really entertaining. Mm. It's not like the best thing ever, but it doesn't have to be. It's just fun. That that From the trailers, that's what I got. It's like it's just kind of a cool, fun action movie with some mm. cool characters in it. A lot of action, a lot of style, a little bit of substance. Yeah. Works. <laughs> a lot of style. A lot of style. It, it's all about style. Right. <laughs> and the cast is really cool. Um, like Aaron Taylor Johnson is in it. And I think this movie solidified. He is my number one pick for Bond, which will never happen. Ooh. But he is my pick. I hadn't thought about that one. Well, why, not? He, why, why, why wouldn't you think you'd get it? Because the people who want it never get it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like as soon as any actor throws their hat in the ring, like I want to be that character, yeah. never happens. <laughs> for better or for worse, though, because I mean, we did dodge the bullet with Tyrese as Green Lantern. So. Green Lantern, yeah. So far, <laughs> you never know. James Gunn's right. calling him. He's on speed dial. <laughs> There's still a chance. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you know, that's just kind of kind of how it goes. Anytime any actor publicly expresses interest, it's done. Like Daniel Radcliffe is Wolverine, done. Not happening. Did he he said that he said he wanted to be Wolverine? Or is that uh, well, or... yeah, he had, he was interviewed with Sandra Bullock and she brought it up and he was like, "Well, call me or whatever." So yeah, not oh, happening. Yeah, yeah. He's not getting the call. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so it has a really good cast. It's fun to watch. Mm. The only thing I will say, it's paced kind of strangely. I had to pause it at a point, and I thought the movie was almost over. But when I paused it, I saw it slide another hour left. I was like, what? Hmm. What else is going to happen in this movie? So, like, at that moment, there was a big, an action scene that's, that felt like there was it was the final moment? Yeah, it felt like we were getting close to the final moment of the movie. Hmm. But um, that was not the case. Hmm. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the way it ends anyway. It's fun. Mm -hmm. And Brad Pitt, I, I think, maybe because he's not in as many happy movies. Or, or a movie where he can be like a happy character. You yeah. kind of forget he's really charismatic. Oh, yes. And, you know, once you get past the fact that he does not shower, he's pretty entertaining. <laughs> he doesn't in the movie either? Well, probably not. He, I mean, yeah. he looks clean, but who knows? 
So I, I, I like, I, I haven't mm. seen the movie, so there's not much I, I, I can say about it. But I do want to, I, I have more James Bond stuff to talk about today for my watches. Um, but maybe a little bit more on that Aaron Taylor Johnson talk about as Bond. So he's a younger guy. Um, I think he is anyways. He 32. Seems like been a, yeah, it seems like he's been around for a while. Um, he's, do you, is he more the Craig style where you think he's more the, action star the the brute or do you think he's got that suave sexy nature as well i think he'd be like a brosnan yeah like a brosnan with maybe a little bit of the craig and connery type mm-hmm. but more more brosnan mm-hmm. which is kind of what i want at this point mm-hmm. i i hadn't even thought about that name and maybe just because of the look and everything you see him in he's always has a different look he never looks like he does he himself. always looks different yeah in this one particularly, he he's actually wearing a suit for most of the movie, so that also yeah, kind of clicks. Like, oh, he looks classy yeah. here. I like it. Yeah, checked. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, that's out on digital now. It's on Netflix. Okay. Oh, I'll have to see if it's on my Netflix then. Yeah, I was browsing the other day. I was like, "Hey, bullet trains on here! Awesome! I'm going to make some time to watch that." <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I, I um instead of reading comics, I watched that today. Yeah. Well, like yeah, like I. I we were talking earlier today about what you had watched and what I, or what you had read and what I had read. And I looked at the releases for this week and there wasn't a lot of books this week that came out. Um, like plush had a lot of it. There's the Superman, uh, Kal-El return special. Um, but then I was looking at the next week and next week has a lot of comic books that yeah. are coming out. So I don't know if there was a lot of books that were in, um, our wheelhouse, I guess, or our uh, interest level. Um, because it feels like you know they're finally they're trying to get the last little couple books before Christmas, and I feel like maybe that's this week and maybe next week, um, uh, before you know it's too late to you know, go into a shop for Christmas is this year or whatever. So, late. yeah, that's true. Um, so I feel like that uh, next week is a big, big comic week, there's a whole bunch uh that come out next week, and this week was just a little bit lighter because I only read plush because you mentioned it, um, and you mentioned the Superman. Uh, Kal-El Returns special book that was out this week, and then I read that because you mentioned it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have read anything this week. Um, yeah, so I, did, I, I didn't read anything else this week other than that Superman one, but I started watching, after we had talked about last week, we talked about the Brosnan uh, Bond films. Mm-hmm. So I was going to watch the Craig ones, and I did. Um, I'm about 25 minutes left of No Time to Die. Uh, couldn't finish it before the show started. Um one thing that I thought about after watching the Craig once is the directors of the movies. Hmm. Uh, Martin Campbell directed Casino Royale. Mark Foster did Quantum of Solace. And then Sam Mendes did Spectre and Skyfall. And yes. then I cannot pronounce the gentleman's name who did No Carrie. Time Carrie, thank you. Um, I wonder about, and mostly I'm thinking about that Skyfall Spectre thing with the two with two directed by the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking about with when last week when I was talking about the bras and once how much I liked that each movie felt like their own, its own thing. Um, and more or less the styles of the Craig movies are the same, but they're directed by different people overall, other than Spectre and Skyfall. Um, but w- what do you think about the idea, Chris, of there being one voice for the next couple Bond films? They don't have to be, and we talked about this with the bras and stuff about how I, I want, and I think you kind of agreed a little bit, 
um, but you do like the the the, the storyline of the Craig mm-hmm. ones, but you're okay with bras and tight movies where there's one and there's another one. They don't they don't connect to each other. But what do you think about an overarching James Gunn? I guess you know somebody looking after the entire series, um, telling one long thematic storyline. I guess is what I'm thinking. What do you think I'd about cool that kind of idea? Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. Uh, you know, I'm pretty as long as it's good. I'm open to whatever it is. Sure. I just want good content. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were to get one director to helm like six of them or four of them, whatever, that's yeah. cool with me. Because like Martin Campbell did do Goldeneye as well. Yeah. So he's two for two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mendez is two for two, depending on how you look at it. Because I don't hate Spectre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it was. I, I thought it was so interesting because I thought that Mend- Mendez directed the last three. In, until I rewatched, started to watch No Time to, no Time to Die with Carrie directing it. Um, mm. it. That's such a, I don't know if that's it's a bold move or not, but it, it feels bold to give, you know, somebody who hadn't directed um, a Bond film to Carrie after Sam Mendes did Skyfall Inspector. Two well, pretty pretty strong, you know, Bond films overall. I think that that's a bold move on, on its own. Well, the original director for No Time to Die dropped out because he didn't want to be bothered with the ending. Sure. Uh, it was Danny Boyle, I believe, right? Of uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, mm-hmm. fame, which are fantastic films. Um, but yeah, he dropped out because he didn't want to bother with the ending. He didn't like the idea of it, and so they said, "Well, we're going to find somebody who will," and they did. Sure. <laughs> uh, it, it it certainly it might be the best looking of the the Craig films. Um, anyway, so uh, uh, it, it's been quite the trip watching the Craig films after watching the Brosnan ones. Because I had sour feelings about Quantum of Solace and Inspector, hmm. and I more or less thought that the the Craig films went up and down with each one. They did, you know, with Casino Royale and then dip with Quantum and then up with Skyfall and then down with Spectre. But you know, in watching them right in a row, it, it is quite the uh, experiment. Much like the Brosnan ones, like I was saying, I don't know if the the dips are that far off from the highs. I think Quantum of Solace is actually quite good. And, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit with the writer's strike strike that uh, affected yeah. that one. And then watching Spectre again, I don't like Blowfield. I don't like Christoph Waltz's Blowfield at all, mm-hmm. really. Um, but I, I don't I don't think the, the 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 valleys are as far away from the peaks as, as most people do think. I, I agree with that. I think that it's just the ones people really, really like, they mm-hmm. put up really high. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they, it's it's hard to say. Well, okay, this is an average Bond film, right. because you have Casino Royale, which is a Bond masterpiece, in my opinion. You have Skyfall, mm-hmm. another one. So in yeah. between there, it's kind of well, how do we get here? And then you have Spectre, which again, how do we get here? And then you know, no time to. Die. I think that's what it is, though. Just they, the ones that people like, they really, really like. I agree. I love this comment from Frank. I would mind a, mind an elderly Bond living with regrets and trying to set them right. Then he dies. And Eric had a good uh, reply to that. It reminds him of King of Spies, which is spot on. That would be really cool to see in live action, though. Mm-hmm. Especially if they got like Brosnan to do it. Okay, that, then that, that, like, we were just talking about the Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, that'll never happen. Like this—that's a fan casting that, like, oh yeah, it happened. People will be like, "Oh, that makes a hundred complete sense." You know, let, that just makes total sense. And the, you know, the King of Spies thing with Pierce Brosnan, especially when you see you see him in Black Adam, like he's 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 got the gray, he's nice fancy hair, he's wearing nice suits sometimes. Like it just it, it makes total sense for that to happen. 
Also, Grabs has a good idea. I want this elderly bond Frank is talking about, but I want it ending with him in a nursing home chasing elderly women and unsure if he was senile for decades. <laughs> uh, I like that idea too. Yeah. It'd be cool if it was all in his head, like everything he ever did was in his head. That would be that would be pretty cool. What is and this? Blofeld is like his doctor. <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah. I might be blending things, much like Mark Spector does, <laughs> who's also a good man. So that that comment that Frank put up about the elderly Bond and then he dies at the end. Um, realistically, does that make sense for the next movie? No. Um, no. So I guess that's my my thought about I, you know the Bond universe. You know, if I was gonna say, hmm. I think it'd be good like as an else world, like kind of the way the right. original Casino Royale movie is. Right. Yeah. Peter Sellers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or Never Say Never Again. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or did you see like a, like you can make it clear this is a one-time thing, and that's the thing about like the the idea of it. It doesn't have to. I don't think they're making it a franchise. Um, mm. You know, so there is there's the possibility so much, um, so many possibilities they could do they could do, where you don't cast one Bond. You know, like, hey, let's cast Harry Styles for the next fifteen years. No, hey, let's not. cast. I know, I know that, but let's let's <laughs> let's do a movie with this person. And then, okay, that was good. Let's do another movie with this person. It's just, there's so many interesting ways that they can go with it, I think. I think so, too. It's going to be interesting going forward um, because it's such a high-profile franchise. Yeah. And they put so much care into it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. um, Zeddy says, I think there needs to be a slightly younger Bond this time around. Let him question the life he's chosen along the way. Every Bond has been roped into the life right away, which is why we should get Harry Styles. Yeah. We that's what we deserve. <laughs> Ethan Hawke as Blofeld, and Denzel Washington is the villain. Not a bad cast here. Well, that, that and then we talked about that a little bit last week when the Brazen went about you know just the idea of the the cast of the next Bond franchise is going to be so interesting, and you like mm -hmm. you can just you can feel the weight on the you know, like the creators already. Oh yeah, like it, it's like. It, I don't even is it the the most high highest profile casting of any movie character? Like, is this bigger than the next casting of, of Batman or Superman or, or anyone? Is is Bond more important? This is a kind of a funny question to ask, but is Bond that Bond is a more good important? question? Yeah, is Bond more important in the movies than some of the biggest characters in movies? Like, and but it's not just Bond. M Money Penny Q. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like it's just it's never ending for with the. Uh, the highest profile of, of characters that the bond has like the, just this, this, just the casting process seems so daunting already. And, and, and such a big make or break thing already, you know, we know like, I don't know if you remember, do you remember what it was like when Craig was cast? Yeah. Remember people hated it. Hated it. Yeah. So yeah, he's blonde. And, Why is bond blonde? Right. The blonde bond. So that happens with everything. Um, so I assume it'll happen again with, with every, with, with that happens with every casting ever with with their popular most popular um and uh most popular characters in, in movies so it's just the, the casting process for bond is just so fascinating to me i think the whole process of not just bond but any big franchise like when you approach it how do you well how do these studios and these filmmakers how do they really know what they're doing or are they just winging it hoping for the best how does this right. work you know because i don't I imagine it's a, just a ton of pressure. Uh, Zeddy says, keep an eye on Diego Calva. He's on Babylon. Or he's in Babylon. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about him. The, the movie Babylon? Is that yeah, what we're talking about? Okay. 
Uh, MGM owns Bond. Amazon owns MGM. Bond meets Jack Reacher. <laughs> Bond helps the boys. Uh, Grab says maybe Vader for the prequel. Do you mean Bond versus Vader? Like, like, a, the, like a space? The wrestler? <laughs> well, he's he's passed away. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> oh, well, I was thinking for a second, like, that'd be interesting. Like, if he was a Bond villain, that'd be cool. <laughs> A young Bond sounds silly. What skills and life experience can he possibly have? Yeah, I think that that's why, for me, if he's under 30, it doesn't exactly make sense, but I'll watch it. Who, who's the youngest Bond that they've had? Who Who, who is the youngest in the movies? Not the actor, maybe, but uh, I think who, who it, felt the youngest? I think it would be Daniel Craig in Casino Royale. Yeah. And even he's clearly like 40, I think, in that movie, mm-hmm. 35, 40. Um, right. Bond and Jack Ryan... That's so why younger Bond is fascinating to me, Batman Year One. Scrutiny for casting. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough thing where the the um, Frank's comments about the young Bond. You know, Bond is Bond because he's 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 James Bond, not because he's becoming James Bond. You know, and you know <laughs> this, this <video. laughs> the man who knew too little crossover, yeah. Uh, like okay. you were talking about the casino rail, he's not Bond yet, but mm-hmm. he's still he still feels like he still feels like James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is an interesting thing to, you know, I don't know if we want to see, like I'm thinking of uh, the Kingsman with uh, what's his name, Taron Edgerton, where he's like a young guy and he goes to, you know, he goes to school and he learns how to be like, I don't think we want that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want young Indiana Jones. I don't think we, we still, we still want James Bond to feel like James Bond. And I wonder how you can do that. Like Frank is saying without his experiences as 007. I don't know. I, get, I I think as long as he's already an agent, it'd be okay. I think that sure. may be the main thing. Mm-hmm. If you show him like becoming an agent, yeah, no, I, I don't want that. Right. Like, I don't want him in spy school. No. Right. Yeah. Harry <laughs> Potter kind of thing. No, we're not doing that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren just came in from bowling and Grab's response is, hope he didn't strike your family. Ooh. What is that, Eric? Take over his account? I don't know. We got two, uh, or maybe we have our own Punisher. Oh, nice. <laughs> that might be what it is. Grab is our Punisher. Mm-hmm. We need to get them in a room together and see what happens. <laughs> I think uh, people pay to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thought that I had about the Craig ones is the in uh, when I was watching Spectre, how much I enjoyed there being a henchman again. Mm. You know, yeah, Batista, uh, it's Batista. You know, Batista as the henchman, as, you know... Um, just like he doesn't really do much like he does he, what does he say he has one word or two words that he says oh shoot he says oh shoot i don't remember when him he's, speaking yeah he, when he's get thrown out the uh, the train he's got the uh bond wraps the uh, the keg things to his his legs and he gets dragged oh, yeah, out the yeah. train he is oh shoot he says it in a, a weird kind of a, a weird kind of voice um but and he's got the cool like the thumbnails he's got the weird thing that makes him a, a funny looking henchman um, it's just, in, you know, as I was talking about it with the Brosnan things and I was getting into the Craig things, how I wanted to feel more Bond, and you mentioned it with No Time to Die when there was more of the gadgets and stuff. The the Spectre movie with, obviously, Blowfield attached as well, obviously one of, you know, Bond's greatest villains and all that kind of stuff, felt like the introduction of a little bit more of that Bond stuff yeah. with the henchmen, with, the, with Blowfield and everything. So I, I just like having a henchman. I think in... You know, as I'm, as I'm watching No Time to Die, you know, Safin doesn't come in. You don't see him until an hour 
in 45 minutes, maybe two hours into the movie. Like you see him yeah. at the start of the movie, but he's got a mask on. Uh, but you see his face the first time in the or in the the office, uh, the doctor's office with with mm-hmm. Madeline. He's there for you know 45 seconds, and then you see him again in the woods. It's, it feels like you know having that extra villain, whether it be the henchman or whatever, in, in, introduce him much earlier was was uh, kind of a cool thing. I like that about Spectre. Yeah, I like having the extra adversary, you know. Yeah, and someone else for Bond to, to kind of fight with. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the, the the quirkiness of. The, the henchman too. That's There's always too. something about it, right? Like they're never yeah. just a regular dude. It's always yeah. He says metal nails on his thumbs, like <laughs> make any pretty sense, unique. Yeah, <laughs> pretty unique stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Hey Travis, he finished your Superman discussion and he liked it. Oh well, uh, you can say thanks to Zeddy in the comments there, Travis. He's he set he set it all up. He, uh, thank you so much for saying so. Um, Zeddy's the man. He set that all up, and he kind of. Uh, initiated my superman thoughts for a little bit later on so uh thanks so much for saying so um i don't oh we finished wednesday as well there oh okay um uh, we finished wednesday and i i i as i did with another jenna ortega movie that came out this year with scream i i'd like to toot my own horn and saying that i picked christina ricci being the bad person the villain right from the first episode I didn't know we were spoiling it. <laughs> it's been out for how long? Spoiler alert. Where's Grabs? A week and a half. <laughs> I think uh, I didn't a about week it. and a half. I don't, I don't know. I apologize. No, it's more than that. We talked I, about it last week. Did so we? This, that I, would be two weeks. Okay. <laughs> well, same for me, I though. I, I, did, I did figure <laughs> it out also. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyways, I did like in those last two episodes that it still kept you guessing a whole bunch, though. It did. Uh, but very with, twisty. With the inclusion of the um, the uh, extra villain, or I should say. Yeah, yeah, Cookie, I apologize. Um, anyways, if you haven't <laughs> watched Wednesday, uh, if you care to now, um, it's a very good show. And it's also doing absolute gangbusters. Um, so I read as well. Um, it's more, it's, it was watched more than Stranger Things. Wasn't that um, something? I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, the the biggest show in the world, basically, Stranger Things. Um, I, I was quite surprised, and what? And I tr- I was trying to think about why that is, Chris. You know, the Adams family, the the movies are what twenty years old now. There hasn't been, you know, there, yeah, there, was, there was the there was the cartoon ones. Um, mm-hmm. There was you know a, a, a newer a newish TV show which was like what fifteen or so years ago and then there's obviously the very very old one um so i don't know if it was the adams family effect i don't know if it was the jenna ortega effect um tim burton what do you think uh what do you think the reason for wednesday being so popular is i think like a perfect storm because you had jenna jenna ortega who's kind of blowing up yeah she's like it's incredible the year i i can't just the year she had is incredible also her favorite comic book character is damian wayne so she has great taste Oh, um, I love her even more now. <laughs> yeah, Damien. Who doesn't love Damien? Well, He's there's the a best. laundry list, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think it's her. I think Wednesday and the Adams family are just so popular. Yep. And they're always in the zeitgeist because you have, like I said, there's the two cartoons, which are um, for children and adults can watch it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's been a period where there hasn't really been something Adams family available to anybody because right. before the two animated films there was the the movies of course which there was even direct to dvd or vhs at the time right. movies there was an animated series 
Mm-hmm. So this thing is Alzheimer's yeah, always around. There's even video yeah. games. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it just that's why it's so big. Also, it's much more accessible than Stranger Things. Really? Like Stranger, I, I think so, because Stranger Things is more straight horror in a lot of ways. Mm. Like and there's also a lot more adult themes in Stranger Things. I gotcha. Where I think Wednesday, Wednesday, you could watch with the whole. You did. You I mean you could watch with the whole family, and there's nothing yeah. like, you know, too iffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and it's it, even the stuff that is iffy is 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 just a little bit over the line. Um, I'm thinking with the the monster or whatever. There's there is blood, but it's not like in your face. There's no limbs getting cut off, and you know, a head rolling down a hill or whatever. Um, but then there's just that quirkiness and you described it as, you know, Harry Potter versus, uh, meets mean girls. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it's a perfect comparison. That's exactly what it is. And you know, it's got the weird, that weird Tim Burton stuff, um, as well. And you mentioned it to me and I, I, we talked about this last time we talked about how it didn't feel like a Tim Burton, you know, something no. or the, the typical Tim Burton. And you had talked about that the ones that aren't directed by Tim Burton feel like the most Tim Burton. <laughs> I, I forget the director of the last two episodes. Uh, his last name's Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologize on his, on his, but I was quite surprised after that the the penultimate episode. I'm like, oh, it's not directed by Tim Burton, right? Like, <laughs> like I was like, what's happening here? It's just like it, the the switch is very seamless, but also, you know, the idea where I thought like Tim Burton was very heavy into this show. I thought he directed the whole thing, and you know, for him not to direct the penultimate and then the season finale was quite surprising to me. But there, you know, the quality is still there, and. I was quite surprised about that, but the lack of Tim Burton in the in the season finale, but you can still feel it. I love that the dance scene has become such a huge deal. So good. Yeah, like when I was watching it, like I didn't expect it, of course. So when you see it happen, like what is going on? And then, yeah. of course, it's great. And you find out afterward, like if you watch behind the scenes, that was all Jenna Ortega. Yeah, she stole she or she stole it from some videos that she had watched. Some and, of it, yeah. And then yeah. she took. Um, there's a. I didn't know this thing existed. There's a scene from the original Adams Family series where Wednesday does a dance. Yeah, she does that little jig or whatever. It right, is. and yeah. she incorporated it into the show. It's amazing. So good, so good. Yeah, like, and, and, like mm-hmm. I saw some. Mm-hmm. I saw a quick clip of the dance scene before I saw it in the episode, and I didn't finish watching it. I just knew that it was a thing. But then actually to see what the dance scene is, it like or even what you're expecting the dance scene to be. It just mm-hmm. it, it, it's completely on the opposite side of that, which I thought was very interesting because like it's like seven different dances in thirty seconds, and it's the just, song is bizarre. Also, yeah, it's not a, it's not a song with the her moves even make sense to. Um, and never, it was so yeah. <laughs> never thought I'd ever find the character Wednesday hot, but Ortega is a thing. <laughs> it's all over TikTok. I'm not mad about it. There's one video in particular that did a great job recreating it and kept Ortega's energy without making it too dancey. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. Send it to me if you have it handy later. Uh, that's what makes the dance even more impressive. Mm-hmm. It's like my keys, my key take turns not work. I can't read right now. It's like my, my keys, keys take turns not working. Well. It's Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the song is fun. I So, you know, it's it's saying I'm a teenage goo muck, Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. I had to Google to see what that is. Mm. And there's two very different answers for what it is. So everybody have had a Google search later. Yeah, Google Google Muck. <laughs> right. Have a good time. It, it's two different things, <clears throat> but it's a fun song. And apparently all their music sounds like that. Mm. 
And on TikTok, they um they actually they have most people are dancing to uh, the Lady Gaga song. Um, what is it called? Bad Romance. No. Just uh, dance. <laughs> no. Poker no. Telephone. No. <laughs> Statement. Something Mary. Bloody Bloody Mary. That's what it's called. Fine. I should know. I don't that. know that. I don't know that one. You do if you. I think you probably will if you know. It. Probably would if I heard it. Yeah. It's catchy. <laughs> Very catchy, but you know. I, I I was not expecting the show to be what the show was. Also with with Wednesday, um, I think maybe I had watched one trailer for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> as you should not. Yeah, but no, it's um, not as bad as it's not as bad as Chainsaws. I, I don't. I, I wonder um, about your expectations for the show, Chris. Um, and did you know about the story? Did you know there was a murder mystery? Did you know? Um, the lack of the Adams family in the show. What, what were your expectations really going into the show, Chris? For me, I wasn't expecting the murder mystery aspect of the show. I was expecting the quirky um, coming of age type of story going to a school. In other but I wasn't expecting the the murder mystery aspect of it, which I thought was really interesting. And you know, they they do very much duties. They they season two um, mm-hmm. where they go, and I wonder if they can change it up somehow and not have just the same old thing, different setting or whatever. But, you know, I, I thought that the idea for the show was quite fresh for the, for the character, for the Adams family. I agree. Uh, I think I'd only seen one trailer and mm-hmm. I think it was a trailer that showed nothing. Mm-hmm. It was like the announcement trailer. So I had no idea what it was when I sat down to watch it. I assumed that it was um, Wednesday just going to school and coming home. Yeah, I expected there to be a lot more home. Right. I, I thought that was just a school she goes to anyway, because mm-hmm. it just kind of made sense to me. Okay, she's going to this Harry Potter Academy. She's going to come home. Mm-hmm. But that's, or Hogwarts. But that's not really what it was. So the whole thing was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I thought it, it was interesting. Uh, Thora Birch was originally cast for Christina Ricci's role, or a mm-hmm. version of Christina Ricci's role, but she had to drop out during filming. So I think they had to redo a bunch of it with uh, Christina Ricci. That would have been interesting. Thorbridge would have been. is good. Mm-hmm. I prefer Christina Ricci, though. It, well, and it makes sense, too, obviously, when I obviously just ruined the plot or the uh, the ending to the whole show. It kind of did, uh, but that's okay. I kinda, I, yeah, thanks for Cookie being the only one that uh, called me out on that. Um, but it, it's just an interesting <laughs> full, full circle thing, um, obviously. I um, mean, you know, you, you mentioned it, Chris, about the idea about her going home. Um, you know, we, we should have seen it. The show was called Wednesday. But the, the boldness not to open. Oh, overly rely on the Adams family. Obviously, yes. Thing is a huge part of the show, and the entirety of the Adams family does make an appearance um, overall through the season. But just the the heavily the heavy reliance on Wednesday as a character, um, I, I I couldn't couldn't uh, commend uh, more. And obviously, Jenna Ortega is uh, she's not Christina Ricci as Wednesday, and I think mm-hmm. that also really helps. She's not just playing Christina Ricci. No, but I, I feel like you could see how that version would grow into this one. Well, and they even do that. Like they show the scene with her and the scorpion. Like, oh yeah, yeah. that's that that's that's Christina Ricci for sure. Yes. Um, and you can see the see the growth. So I do agree with that. Yes, I like that. Um, Grabs makes a great point here. I almost didn't want to, want to think a season two of Only Murders in the Building could be good. I was wrong on that, and now trust creative people with those deci- those decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't talk again. Um, <laughs> I'm with grabs though. I, I'm in for whatever they want to do. Although I, I'm with Frank too. 
they're going to try some weird spinoff that nobody wants. Yeah. Like an Xavier show or some bullshit. <laughs> I see. And that, that I agree with you that they could do that. They could do a nevermore show where Wednesday is off could. doing her own thing and they could just do the characters with like the sirens and, you know, Enid could be part of it. And, and like, I'd still watch honestly. I would too, but like I, I, the oversaturation of the show is not what I want. Um, <laughs> That that's what made the show so special, because um, it it feels like it felt like going into it that it wasn't going to be a smash hit. It mm-hmm. felt like it was going to be a more niche type of thing. Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. Is that niche? <laughs> I don't know if that's even niche. Niche for uh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. This is not good. Um, but no, so, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I thought it wasn't going to be like a, a huge success. I, I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be kind of like a quiet thing that people just like. So I'm yep. surprised. I am surprised, and I'm, I'm happily surprised. And Me I too. do want to see more. So uh, if you haven't watched it, even if you're not a fan of the Adams Family, I still, I still think there's some enjoyment to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. I agree. Um, but, but, but anything else you want to talk about before we talk about kind of our makeshift main topic today, Chris? Mm, no, I like the Blue Beetle poster. We had some cool trailers uh, this week. Mm. Um, yeah, well, they- well, yeah, yeah. We got three trailers from CCXB. Uh, yes. We got the Guardians trailer. We got the indie trailer, and we got the what's the third uh, one? Got? Indiana Jones. Indy Jones. Yeah, Indy Guardians and Guardians and. Was that it? Oh, no, Transformers. One more. Transformers, uh, Beast Wars one. Uh, what, what would you think about those ones? Uh, well, before we do that, did you watch Willow? Uh, I, I haven't seen the movie from forever okay. ago. I don't know if I can. Cookie, let me know if I can watch it without having watched the movie. Me too. I haven't watched the show. Um, the trailers. So the trailer I liked the most was Guardians. Hmm. Uh, Beast Wars or whatever it's called, the Transformers thing. Optimus Prime is finally in something. So yeah. That's cool. But uh, the trailer did like nothing for me. I don't think oh, yeah. I'm a, I don't think I'm a big enough Transformers fan to care mm-hmm. about Beast Wars, and I don't understand what I'm looking at. Sure. <laughs> like I, I get the Transformers are in various objects, mm-hmm. like you know a vehicle or a, a boombox. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody says that anymore, but. You know, yeah, nice pull. <laughs> I know, um, but you know that—that's kind of that's what I think of. And then I saw there was a, like a gorilla and a cheetah. Yep. Like, well, how did that work? And how does nobody realize this? This is a robot gorilla. Sure. So I don't know how it works in the movie. In the TV show, the oh, yeah, cocaine the, bear too. Yeah, the uh, the um, uh, transformers. The mm. they call them well. There's Predacons and Decepticons. No, they're called something else in the show. Predacons and I can't remember. Anyways, they go to Earth like when the uh, cavemen are there. So there are no cars. There are no vehicles. There are no boomboxes. There's only animals. There's only dinosaurs. Um, and that's how they do it. And there's not actual dinosaurs. There is uh, skeletons and DNA of dinosaurs. And they scan and that's how they become uh, animals. So it's like Jurassic Park with Transformers. Sure, and that, doesn't that sound like the best thing ever? It does, but I don't think I want to watch it. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know how it works in the movie. I don't know how how it works. Like you said, you can see Optimus Primal is what he's called. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. So I don't, I don't know how it works in the movie, but that's how it works in the show. Is they the Transformers show up uh, in Caveman Days where there are no okay electrons. <laughs> I didn't know that. 
because, like I said, I just assume Max. they come, they come to Earth and they see something. Okay, I want to be that, and then they're that. Yep. So I was curious, exactly like <laughs> when you see the gorilla running around or the cheetah, like how yep. can you not tell that is a robot? Yep. Yeah, like there's yeah there's the the, the there's the rhinoceros, like you said, a cheetah. There's a rat. There's multiple spiders. There's a T Rex. There's a pterodactyl. Um, black widow. Uh, white tiger, there's uh, a falcon, a bird, a whole bunch of different kinds, uh, just like there is with a whole bunch of different cars and Transformers. So, I don't know if I'll watch it. I might. The trailer just... No. Did you like the trailer? I love the trailer. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm, you know... I don't know who said it on Twitter, but like like two and a half or like two Transformers movies are good or, or watchable. Or, or, or not the watchable, but that, that I watched. Hmm. I feel like I dropped off after the whichever one the night one is and whichever one Marky Mark Mark Wahlberg was in. He's um, in I think I think I watched one. I think I oh he's in the night one. Okay. I think I watched uh, Bumblebee. I think I liked it, but I don't really remember much of it. Okay. Um it's just it's just such a weird franchise, much like the Fast and the Furious movies. Like they're they're not really great movies, but they make tons and tons of money. So I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking with this one. I don't know like uh, if they are they're introducing a whole bunch of new human characters. It's a reboot. Yeah. It, oh, it is a reboot. Okay. It's a reboot. I didn't know that. I, I saw, I've seen a lot of Transformers fans excited about it, which I think is great because it mm-hmm. seems like they're finally getting the movie they want to get. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Perhaps yes. not like Bumblebee. Oh, that's the only one he did like is Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah I, I've heard a lot of people say that too, that Bumblebee is like the best of them. But mm-hmm. I've only seen a little bit of it. I might have to yeah. fix that. I can't remember it. Uh, can't remember it. I know you were big on the Indiana Jones trailer. Yeah, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. Um, not a huge uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull fan, which is the fourth one. I like um, it. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm very skeptical on it, you know. They, you know, we. I think it was Carlos who made a joke on the uh, Superman stream that said he had last week about it looked like Harrison Ford has walked out of, you know, retirement home. You know, he's walked out of the grave to film this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he's just old, and he was old in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know, it's just I don't know if it'll. And this obviously Spielberg's not directing this one. I'm okay with that. James Mangold is directing. He's great. Um, just very skeptical about it. Um, but as the trailer is playing along, um, they're obviously selling us on the fact that, you know, Indy's old, but like when the music starts to hit and we start to get the John Williams theme, it's just like, man, this feels good. It feels right. There's just something about the Indiana Jones theme that I enjoy so much. Um, you know, I like seeing Sala, uh, back in the movie again, who was in Raiders and, uh, The Last Crusade, who is his Indy's friend. Uh, Jonathan Reese Davis, who plays oh, Kinley. Okay. Um, so I like seeing him back now. in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I like seeing him in it, and I'm interested in the in the Phoebe Waller Bridge character, who I guess is I think in the trailer they say she's Indy's granddaughter. Goddaughter. Goddaughter. Thank you. Um, anyway, so I, I'm interested in. It. I have been interested in it uh, because Indiana Jones is one of my favorite film franchises of all time, and the music is iconic, and it just hits you in the feels about. You know, seeing Indy whip around with his with his bullwhip. So uh, I'm interested, very, very interested, but also very skeptical about it as well. Because I was really high on going into Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and three quarters, or after the first quarter of that movie, and then with the three quarters, I did not enjoy that movie at all. Um, 
So I'll, I'll very much see it. I won't go to the theater, um, but I'll definitely be interested in, in watching it as soon as I can. Sounds good to me. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going. I'm sure I'll probably see it, but I just haven't seen the other one. So to me, it was just kind of. You haven't seen. You haven't even seen Raiders. I'm surprised you haven't seen Raiders. I've seen the first one. I've seen Crystal Crystal Skull. So I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I guess as far as Indiana Jones movies right. are concerned. Yep. <laughs> and I did like. I like both of them. It's just mm-hmm. I haven't seen what's in the middle of them. Right. <laughs> so I will probably get around to doing like a full Indiana Jones watch, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll catch up with it. Right on. Hmm. And, oh, I didn't know it comes out three weeks before the Flash. That's going to be fun. Well, that was the thing um, that we, I had, you and I had talked about this week. Like the trailers that came out this week are setting us up for the summer next year. And yes. It's already hit, it's already hitting us. Like, oh man, there's stuff coming next year that is going to be here very soon and is very very exciting. It's going to be a good year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, that good year. Um, Zeddy had this great stream on the 1939 Vigilante 1939 YouTube channel that I would suggest you please go and watch. Uh, Zeddy put a lot of heart into putting it together, and he did an absolute outstanding job hosting. Um, there was uh, Carlos from The Nerd Room, uh, Javi from Bond is Not Enough and Batman on Film. There was Mario Robles from Superman on Film. And there was Mr. C from 1939, Vigilante 1939 and me. Um, and we just, he just wanted to talk Superman. And it got me thinking about Superman. We didn't talk a lot about it on the the show, but Superman and comics, which I want to talk a little bit about. Um, but Chris, I don't know how much we've talked about Superman on this show in particular. You have done the, the World's Finest with Eddie talking about Superman and Lois. So you kind of talked a little bit about um, Superman on there. Um, so I know Superman's going through some obviously some uh, wild changes right now. But what's your what's your interest level? What's your appreciation level for Superman as a character? Obviously, going into twenty twenty three, where there are three major uh, mainline Superman stories coming. Um, I don't know how much you read the comics now, if any of them. Uh, just kind of talk me through a little bit of your your Superman appreciation, Chris, if, if you do have any. Yeah, I like Superman a lot. I, I like him a lot more now than I used to. Um, you know, Man of Steel, I've said it before, is what made me a Superman fan. I watched that. I went back and read Superman comics. Before that, I hadn't cared or wanted to read anything Superman. But um, I try to keep out the, the Superman books as much as I can. Uh, but there's a lot of them. And there's a lot going on in them. So it's just kind of one of those things, when I can read one, I'll read it. Uh, I know what's going on in them, in, in them of course. Uh, and I'm very excited to, that they're separating Clark and John and giving them each their own books next year. I'm very excited to read both of those. So that's kind of where my level is with it. Yeah, so next year there's the three titles um, for Superman. There's going to be the uh, Action Comics, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, which kind of kicks off with uh, Action Comics 1050, which is at the end of this month. Yes. And then 1051 is in January. And then there's going to be Superman number one that comes in February. And then there's the Adventures of Superman, John Kent, that comes uh, sometime in early 2023. So I agree with you um, that it is nice to see more Superman content. It is. Um, you know, there was all this talk about, you know, the the Son of Kal-El story from Tom Taylor ending mm-hmm. at issue 18. But obviously he's telling more John Kent stories 
overall. And, you know, as I talked about on the stream with Zeddy, just having more Superman content is something I think people should be excited about. I think the character of Superman, um, absolutely, Glenn, very good. Uh, that different, I like, there, about there, that there, one. there's more. It's not just the, you know, not just Clark and, and, and John. There's just so much more. And that's what I want. I want more. You know, people complain about DC Comics. What do they complain about? Oh, it's just another Batman book. Here comes another Batman book. You know, and I, I feel like Superman should be that too. I, I think a, a happy day would be if people complain about, oh, there being another Superman book. Um, I agree with that. So, I, you know, there's room for I, both. I agree there's room for both. And they're, and they're the two top tier um, for for DC um, and in, into the, the movies as well. You know, Chris, you talked about often about how the Man of Steel, how Man of Steel with, with Henry Cavill is your first real. It's not, I guess, your introduction because I don't know if you saw the 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 Reeves one before this, before me. Uh, I'd seen pieces of the first two, but I saw mm -hmm. Superman Returns in theaters. Right. Oh, Superman. I actually like Superman Returns. I don't mind um, it. I like Brian Routh a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm a huge fan of Man of Steel as well. It's my favorite Superman movie, um, and I'm okay with with you know the Henry Cavill thing, obviously. You know, he, he people say you know he's not my Superman. I, I I like Henry Cavill a lot, but I like the character of Superman um, more or less more. <laughs> very good. Um, I, I like the idea of having more Superman. If that means more Henry Cavill and Man of Steel type movies, or they go in a completely different way, which is obviously being talked about a lot right now. But um, I, I'm just excited about Superman content, Chris. I'm, I'm excited about the comic books, and I'm excited about more movies coming. You know, wherever it's, and I'm not sure. Maybe you can fill me in when Superman and Lois is coming back. Um, I'm excited about more Superman stuff. Uh, I don't know when Superman and Lois is coming. I know they're filming right now, so mm -hmm. hopefully, well, I'm assuming it'll be kind of like last year, where it'll be early 2023, because that's right. the way the, the second season was. It was early in the year. Um, mm -hmm. I really miss that show. <laughs> I love Tyler Hoechlin as Superman. He is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also just really excited to have Superman content because I, I agree with you. When it comes to DC, there's, in my opinion, there's three characters you think of. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And they should all, all three of them should be thriving mm -hmm. on paper, on film, wherever. We should have content with them. And each now each, each of them, all three of them, have these... Um, supporting characters and families that you could build out too. You know, um, Diana has Nubia and Yara. Batman has way too many people to name right now. We'll be here all night. That's right. For the man who thinks he's always alone, <laughs> he's a loner, but he has the biggest piece. Yeah, anyway. And then like Clark has uh, Kara, he has John. And if you want to bring um, Jordan from the show, you got that too. Mm. So I think... There's just enough room to have all these characters and and people like quality stuff. You know, sure. if you write a good Superman book, people are gonna read it. Mm -hmm. So they they've attached some great writers to these books, and yeah. I really think um, twenty three is gonna be a year where people talk Superman comics more than Batman comics. Also, that would be interesting. I think some of us, as much as we love Batman, we're not against a break. No. You know, we we talked about that. I don't know if you and I had talked about that. But there was a conversation having when um, after Joker War, when it mm -hmm. felt like the Joker was going away for a while. Um, and be like, oh my, we hope I hope there's a break from the Joker 
for a little bit, like right. put them away. And obviously there wasn't, there was multiple books after that. And then it, um, it never stopped. So I, I, I do think people are okay with, with having breaks of certain characters when other characters get uh, more of the spotlight as well. Well, if you tell a compelling story with a different character, nobody's going to say, hey, where is so-and-so? Yep. You know, like I'm reading the Ron B. Detective book. I don't care where the Joker is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really don't. I have yeah. Two-Face. I have Talia and some other people. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. You know? Yep. Even in, in the Zdarsky run, I don't care where the Joker is. Nope. So I think that's the key. Tell good stories. People will read them. And you don't have to – they don't need to be in bubbles. Like mm-hmm. Clark can only do this because they just took in the war world and it killed. Yeah. I was going to say he did the, one of the strangest things for Superman comics in so long, just to leave earth and have his son be the Superman. So they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wasn't a big fan of future state. I know we've talked about that, but I think there were two great things to come out of it. One of them was war world and the Jonathan Kent thing. Yeah. The other thing was Jace's Batman or Tim Fox. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think going forward, you kind of that proves a point. If it's good mm-hmm. writing, people will read it. Mm-hmm. And that also translates to other mediums because, you know, you look again at Superman and Lois. Whoever thought Superman on film with a child would work, let alone two kids. Yeah, two of them, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I love Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. And it works because the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing where Superman can, can excel, which you can't do with Batman because he's not that guy where right. Superman brings that wholesome family vibe to comics. Like, yeah, we're, we're superheroes, but we're also a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my favorite part about the, the Superman that's happening right now is the family aspect of it for sure. Um, and, you know, I like that 20 in 23, like you're saying, they're taking the Superman character in a different direction from what we've seen, even from this year, you mm-hmm. know, you know, Clark's back, you know, and um, Glenn made the comment in the comments about, um, the return of Clark Kent, mm-hmm. you know, Brian Michael Bendis revealed in his run of Superman or action. I don't remember that, that, you know, Superman revealed himself to the world as Clark Kent and in action comics, 1050, we will see how that is changed, uh, somehow. Um, you know, I, they're not sticking with that idea. I didn't like that it's, idea. And I, I, and if, I think when people read Action Comics 1050, they will see that DC didn't like that idea either. Um, and they were just kind of doing, you know, Brian Michael Bendis coming over, a big name, trying to make his stamp on things. Um, you know, they I think DC sees for 2023, they're putting their the spin of Superman on Superman. It's going to feel like Superman. It's going to feel like the character. Um, again, even though there is three different titles and even though obviously you're going to tell different stories, but... It's it's going to be really interesting, you know, reading a Superman book where it feels like this is the Superman people want to read. I think. I think so too. I, I agree with that. It, it's just it's like status quo. You know, you're bringing them back to status quo, but you're adding some new stuff. So that is Superman comics. A little look ahead. 2023 is going to be a very interesting year for Superman um, in the comics. But also, I think for the movie side, we're going to hear a lot of news about what's happening. Um, what about what uh, DC is going to be doing with Superman on screen as well. So I'm really interested to see it. It's just it's it's a cool it's a cool time to be a, a Superman fan, even just a, a little bit of one um, where that's very much where I am. I am. I'm not a a diehard Superman fan. I just very much enjoy the stories. 
Um, and it's just, it's just really exciting to, to be in a time like this where there's going to be three pretty hot and pretty heavily marketed Superman stories. So I'm excited for that. We're also going to likely get some Superman film news. I would imagine next year, uh, he'll be appearing in that game, uh, suicide squad kills the justice league. I think that's what it's called. It, it, yeah, holy cow! That uh, see, uh, I had a thought about that when James Gunn saying, "Oh, we're telling the biggest story over video games, over movies and TV shows." Well, how is this going to work? <laughs> I wonder how that's going to work into their story. I guess like it, whatever comes out in twenty twenty three for movies and, and and comics and and video games is kind of moot because it seems right. like obviously they're going to be telling their own story. But it's just an interesting thought about oh, right, the Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. <laughs> like, yeah, how that works. And it's set in the Arkham universe, so it gets a little trickier there. But um, yeah, so we'll see him in games. We'll see him in comics. And I'm sure we'll get some kind of movie news, which would be great also. I think a lot of people want that. I'm and one of those. I, guess, I guess we're assuming that Superman Lois is coming back in 2023 at some point, right? If oh, yeah. Now, it'll, 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 yeah, they're telling me so. Uh, well, no, I think it'll, you might hear about like March or something. Maybe, maybe before oh, that. Nice. Okay. Because they had some you know production issues with having to recast Jonathan. Right. Uh, the new kid though looks exactly like the the comic Jonathan Kent, which is kind of oh, amazing. <laughs> he doesn't have the weird curly hair, or is that the right guy, or is that the other one? No, that's Jordan. Jonathan. Yeah, Jordan. Is Jordan is the one that looks like Frodo. <laughs> Jonathan looks kind of like he reminds me of Beavis. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the square head. Yeah, he reminds me of Beavis. I, I okay, like him, yeah. but you know, got he's it. got similar looking <laughs> hair too. But either way, uh, Superman comics are going to cost eight dollars from here on out. Yeah, that's the thing too. The prices are probably gonna go up on these books, which sucks. Yeah, you're gonna get the the backup stories as well. You know, nobody you're wants. Get, nobody you're asks gonna get a five things. five page backup story about somebody. And, well, and like Lauren's talking about, like if you're getting a good Superman story, you're gonna get the the side characters as well. And like, rightly or wrongly, that's probably where we're gonna see some of them is that the in the backup stories for for the characters. And if they do good and they get good. Um, reviews or whatever, I suppose they could spin off after that. But we shall see. Either way, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. The, just the Donna DC thing. There's a lot of good stuff there. I think. Oh yeah, it, it, I I don't I'm 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 <laughs> I read some of the Superman stuff, but just reading about the Donna DC and the Lazarus um, Lazarus oh. yeah planet and just like oh man, they got some big plans early in the year, which is also interesting. Oh yeah, they're hitting the ground well, running. Yeah, it's not like uh, summer stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's happening early, which I, which I think is very interesting. Obviously, they did Future State early in the year a couple of years ago, um, but it's just it's just they're really going pretty heavy on the 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 dawn of DC after Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. So I didn't know this. Dan Jurgens is writing the Young John in one of the backups. That will be solid. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good time. You got a good uh, profile picture there too, Glenn, on your YouTube account. I'm just looking at that. Oh yeah, you that's got, cool. uh, John, John, and Clark right there. Very good. <laughs> I think that's uh, Glenn. Isn't that your Twitter icon too? I think it is. <laughs> I think so. Uh, all right, Chris. Uh, anything you're excited about seeing next week? Like I talked about, uh, there are some pretty heavy books next week. Is there anything that you can think of that uh, uh, you're excited to read next week? I have no idea what's out next week. All right. Well, how about so I I'll just kind of. Uh, Batman 130 is the end of that. the failsafe uh, run for Zdarsky. Yeah. Did you read uh, the Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duel? No, but I, I think that's going to be on my list. I want to read that. Issue two comes out next week. It's it's good. I think you really like that. I have time to catch up. Um, then. 
there you go. Uh, the final issue, final issue of Doer Power Bomb is next week, issue seven. If you haven't got caught up? I think you should. Uh, are you still reading Bloodstained Teeth? Uh, issue number seven comes out next week as well. Yeah, it's been delayed for like months though. I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I will be reading that. That's good. Uh, there was one I got, other. I got one a few books. I, Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's another book I can't remember. No. Probably maybe some Marvel. What about uh, watching? You getting excited to watch anything else? This, anything coming up this week that you can think about? Anything releasing? Uh, mm. New releases this week that you can think no, of? No, I don't think so. I, I would like to finish the newsreader. It's uh, mm. one season. So I'd like to finish that. And then I am uh, hoping to watch the Santa Clauses. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to watch? Oh, that's the show, right? Right, the show. Right. I want to watch the series. I haven't had time, so I would like to get mm -hmm. into that. Nice. Yeah, it feels but, like I, I, I turned on TV today and there was just a Christmas show on TV. I'm like, oh, right. I should be watching Christmas movies. It's December. Instead of horror. Also, That's I want to watch not. Troll. Troll is on Netflix. I saw. I turned on Netflix today to watch Wednesday, and it was up on the screen. My son's like, what is that? I'm like, I have no idea, son. That is what we're watching next. <laughs> okay. Like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, so I want to watch that, too. Okay. <laughs> That's it for me. Yeah, right on. Anything you're interested in? Other than no, do a power bomb? Yeah, do a power bomb is uh, the finale is next week of, you know, we're, we're still putting together our uh, top, um, our top um, movies, TV shows and comics of the year. Uh, maybe we can talk about that, Chris. We're, we were going to do a top five for each. Yeah, before category. we get out of here, let's, let's go ahead yeah. and do that. So yeah. it is top five and the categories are what? TV, favorite TV shows, top five TV shows, top five movies of the year, and then top five comics of the year. Yeah. It seems pretty simple. So uh, if you guys want to get as your list, that would be fun. We could share and compare. Yeah. So we're doing that show again on January the 8th, where we're doing our, our tops of uh, 2022, which uh, when you think about it, it's not that far away, just over a month away. Uh, so, yeah, hit us up in... Yeah, <laughs> hit us up in the comments with some of your favorites, guys, and join us on January the 8th when we talk all about that. Um, I want to say thanks to Eric, Phil, Frank, Glenn, Grabs, Zeddy, Lauren, Cookie. DC Patrol, Travis. DC Patrol, Travis. Um, anyone else I didn't think of, Chris? I think that's everything. I'm going through them. Uh, oh, thanks Ian so much was with us for a minute. Ian, thanks so much for joining us on another Sunday evening. Uh, oh, and Aaron yeah. was with us. Aaron said hi from the future. Um, yeah, he does. We, yeah, our, our main topic was going to be Superman. We talked about him for about 20 minutes and then rambled about other bullshit for um, the rest of the time. So that's kind of how it works around here. If you if you came for the if you came for the Superman talk, we apologize. Um, so thanks so much for joining us, guys. We'll be back again next week to talk about some other um stuff and we'll figure that out uh when it happens chris before we get out in here hit us up with some plugs <laughs> <laughs> you guys can follow me on twitter at that chris seven zero but as always i prefer you guys follow the show over at g of the geeks Emmett is better with the other plugs so he will take over from here you can follow me on twitter at Emmett davis seven gathering of the geeks is available on youtube and wherever you get your podcast just search gathering of the geeks and you will find us we're gonna have some interesting stuff coming up in our audio feed for the new year uh, as well, guys, we'll be able to announce that hopefully soon within the next couple of weeks. Uh, so in saying all that, for Chris and I, Mamet, we gather on Sundays. Have a good week, guys. Thanks.